after the days following the hurricane that occurred in the East Coast, I would sit and watch the picture stories on MSNBC, usually during class, but oh well. But I would sit there and click and watch and watch and watch, and I was amazed to see that these huge buildings were just flooded and destroyed. And it really made me start to think when I realized I had to preach on this gospel, what exactly Jesus was talking about. We see that the disciples are being warned that the end is to come. And like good people, they're like, well, fill us in. Give us the details. Tell me when this is going to happen. When will it be that the world will end and how will we know? And Jesus turns around and says, well, I'm not going to give you the exact time. But you will start seeing these things happening in the world. And it's interesting that even to this day, we see people worried about when is the end times going to come? When will it be? When I first moved to California to start seminary, as we were leaving SFO, there was this huge billboard saying, May 24th, the world will end. I was like, well, okay. And I kept thinking that God would not let me go into my first year of seminary, finish my finals, take my exams, and then end the world. I don't believe that. So May 24th showed up, and I'm sitting in my room in, my sem in the seminary. Six o'clock came, six o'clock went, and nothing happened. But at 7.01, we had an earthquake. And it was at that moment I realized God really did have a sense of humor. And so, but why are we so worried about the end times? Why are we worried about what's going to end, how it's going to end? When we worry about the end, we forget today. We forget about what's going to happen in today. There are many of these people who come out and talk about the end times who says, I'm a pastor, I'm a whatever, I'm a this, I'm a that. And God spoke to me and said, this is when it's going to end. Sounds like something Jesus said. Many will come and say, I am he, and they'll lead you astray. After the May 24th came and left, I was reading an article in the New York Times, and it was some of the people who had sold everything they had, their house, quit their jobs, gave all their money to this man because the world was going to end. And they were interviewing one of them, and the person said, well, he was, God talked to him. I had to do what God told me to do. And I think what was interesting about that is he never talked about what he did before that day. He never talked about the ministry. He never talked about the life because he was so worried about the end. So what about the part of the gospel where we hear about these large stones being used to build up temples? And in this day and age, we have these beautiful churches that we now sit in. The Episcopal Church right now is struggling because one thing we're realizing is we have a lot of really old churches that cost a lot of money to maintain. And there are many churches in discussions about whether or not they should keep their church, or they should just shut down, should they keep the building, what should they do? And it made me start reflecting on the fact that what is church? Are we defined by church by this building? Are we defined by church because we come here and sit in pews and listen to hymns and sing and pray? Well, that's part of it. 
But the essence of what church is, is we as a community, as a body of Christ living in the world. And going out these doors and doing our mission in the world. Today we get to celebrate Campbell, who's just so adorable I can't stand it, her baptism this morning. And it's also a time for us to be reminded of what was said at our baptisms. Baptisms to me are our marching orders into the world. It's time to get out and do something, to seek the face of Christ in all that you meet, and to serve one another. That goes back to that mission term. And in today's church, we hear the term mission used a lot. It's the mission of the church to do this. It's the mission to do that. It's mission, 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 mission. But a lot of times we don't articulate what exactly mission means. For some people, yes, it's... For some of us, it means, yes, we will write a check to an outreach organization, a charitable organization. But it's more than that. It takes us to the concept of stewardship. For the past few weeks, we've been listening to members of our community talking about what they love about this place, why they come here, why they donate here. And I'll be honest with you, as hopefully a priest coming up, stewardship's campaigns sometimes scare me because we don't like talking about money in the church, even though that's what Jesus talked a lot about in the Bible. But stewardship isn't just money. Stewardship isn't just write a check so we can pay the lights and we can function and move forward as a community. Stewardship is living our mission in the world. We look at, Annette's going to talk a little bit more about these, these maps on the wall, and, but that shows how we reach out into this world. The mission and ministry and outreach that we do in this church is phenomenal. And that's why we have stewardship campaigns. But it's not just money. It's participation. It's those of you who have cooked meals for Mount Carmel. It's those of you who made the blankets for the St. Anne Circle. It's those of you who come in every week and set the altar guild. That's stewardship. That's mission. Last weekend, I flew home to Minnesota for 51 hours to participate in a funeral for my dear friend and mentor, Ellen Grant, who passed away. And my rector, when she was saying what Ellen wanted for his funeral, he said, I want the gospel to be due unto others. That's it. And I'm thinking of this, I'm like, well, that's not one of these options, and that's not, why would he just pick that? And the reason why is, he goes, that's what our mission is. Full stop. To do unto others. What does that say to us here today? What does that mean for us living in 2012 in a world where it's very individualistic? Where we live in a world that's based off of how did I succeed? How did I do good? How do I do this? How does our success give to the rest of the world? How does our stewardship, our charity, our love give to the rest of the world? We're going to be in a few moments during the offertory giving thanksgiving for those who have given us their pledge cards for this year. And I thank you for that. 
And for those of you who haven't, we will have extra pledge cards around. Stewardship does have a money side, but stewardship is also about love and sharing and thanking God for what God has given us so that we can turn around and serve one another. Amen. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.